Howdy ho, you handsome hunk. Grab a snack and gain some chunk. If your day is great or really sunk, we hope to help you shake the funk. So if you're good to hear some junk, buckle up, it's the Junk Monk Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Junk Monk Podcast. I'm your host, Candace Sloan, who you know from Instagram at Hardens and Hard Hats. And I know your co host, you know from right now. And I'm Q, your special guest host for this episode. If this is your first time listening, let us fill you in. We are watching and reviewing every episode of the USA hit TV show Monk right here each week. And we're going to do so while eating a little bit of junk. So, instead of actual junk food, today we are getting brownies delivered to us. Yes, so I cannot wait for that. Also, you must know I have seen every episode of Monk. I'm a huge fan. Started watching in about 2007 and for the most part watched it as it aired. I've seen the pilot episode and those we've done on the show and a few scattered here and there different seasons. I'm a a newbie to uh, the Monk show and the first episode was season five, episode four. Mm -hmm. So if you're ready to start the show, Toby, take it away. Here's what happened. All right, this is season five, episode four. Mr. Monk can't see a thing. Okay, here's what happened. In the opening scene, we see Mr. Monk getting his yearly smoke detectors test at the San Francisco Fire Department. When the crew leaves for a call, Monk and an elderly fireman, Rusty, are left to do the testing. While they're working, an unknown man sneaks in the station, and when Rusty tries to stop him, he is killed. Monk intervenes and is blinded by the assailant with burning acid. Monk must now solve the crime of who killed Rusty while he's completely blind. But he manages to find the first clue of a missing fireman's jacket. When they find the jacket that has been tossed just a few hours later, they wonder why kill for a jacket, then throw it away. Monk also discovers that the fire has called the crew away during the attack of a murdered woman, Stephanie Preston. And he assumes that the suspect stole the jacket to enter the house as a firefighter to retrieve something he had forgotten inside. He, of course, is right and puts more together as he visits her workplace and recognizes the assailant by his squeaky shoes. The culprit, Eddie Murdoch, apparently slips at the construction site while trying to get away and the case is closed. But when Monk can't put together why Murdoch would have killed Stephanie, he discovers the last piece, the car keys. Murdoch did the killing for his boss, Peter Breen, who had been having an affair with Stephanie and had loaned him the keys to her house. That was the item he went back into the fire to get. The captain and Monk go to the morgue to retrieve the keys, but Peter Breen was already there and a fight ensues. Monk regains his eyesight just in time to fire a shot in Breen's chest, and the case is closed for good. All right, so that was Mr. Monk Can't See a Thing. All right, Candace, what did you like about this episode? Okay, there was a lot of Randy action in this one. Mm -hmm. It was mostly a kind of serious, somber episode, but I did like the Randy action. He kind of has the same joke that follows throughout... And I thought it was funny mm-hmm. where when Monk first goes blind, they're in the doctor's office and Randy, he's standing in front of him and says, all right, this is Randy Disher. I'm talking to you and now <laughs> I'm standing in front of you. And then he squats and, <laughs> and now I'm squatting. And I want you to know that I'm going to work on this case 24-7 until I find who did this. Except for May 11th. I have to go to a wedding. Actually, I'm going to do that day off. Can you? <laughs> and so, yeah. That was the beginning of, of that little joke. So, I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Uh, Q, what did you like about this episode? You know what? I am a newbie to the show. And I don't know much of the background of the characters. But one thing I did appreciate was the uh, mustache chief 
gentleman. Uh, Stottlemyre. That's Captain yeah, yeah. Stottlemyre. Oh, Captain Stottlemyre. I like that he was always trying to help Monk throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I, I like the scene where Natalie is talking to uh, Stottlemyre, and Stottlemyre walks in, and Natalie's saying, like, oh, he's great, he's great, he's great, and just <laughs> thumbs down all the way. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing really good. The <laughs> doctors are really optimistic. <laughs> okay, so some more of Randy, right? He We see him again, and he's like, okay, so this is Randy Disher. I'm speaking to you. And Captain Sotomayor's like, Randy, he knows who you are, and he knows that you're speaking to him. You don't have to say that. And he's like, okay, so you know who I am, and you know I'm speaking to you. And and then later, we see him again, and then he says, just cuts it down and says, Randy Disher speaking. (laughs) I am pulling out my notebook. Wait, wait, I, I can't find my notebook. Captain, I can't find my notebook. Yeah, those were all really good. I'm checking my pockets. Uh. Yeah, I'm checking my pockets. And then the very last one, there's another one where he just spells it out for you and says, okay, Disher, opening file. <laughs> oh, that's my, I think that's my last little Randy thing. So Okay. So uh, another item that I liked was the scene where he was at the dumpster. And it looked mm-hmm. like, I'm not sure how it is in other episodes, but you know, I think all of us has a little OCD in them. I definitely do, uh-huh. and I appreciate that he felt relaxed, and I can yeah. I can relate to that. And so I'm not sure. I imagine that previous episodes, he doesn't get those opportunities often. Yeah. So I thought that um, was a really great moment. That's yeah. actually true. He's very constantly at a heightened state all the time. Which, again, you know, the premise. If you don't, you know, catch that part. His OCD helps him solve the cases. So this like uneasiness that he always has. He has that need and want to restore order, and that's how he ends up solving the cases. So he's, I mean, he still does find the clues whenever he's blind, obviously, but it's still like you can see everything's running through his mind all the time. When he like remembers the key, like, oh, I heard the keys jingling and connects that with the horse and the thing on the coffee table. And so, you know, it's, you know, his mind's always running. And, but like you said, he does, it's almost like he gets even a little bit more of a clear head. When he's able to, like, just knock out all those distractions that usually Mm -hmm. do distract him when he's at a crime scene, right? Because we've seen, like, he goes to the junkyard and he shows up and he's like, Captain, you said this was an electronic store. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, but if I said junkyard, you wouldn't have come. So. Exactly. Yeah. That's a really good point. Um, I really liked how Stottlemyre is really, like, caring for Monk this episode and he's really passionate about finding the guy. It's it's also the fireman who was his friend yeah. for a very long time. And Slotomer is like super sad. He's like, I will find this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well yeah, I mean it's monk this time. So mm-hmm. it's like you like you said, Rusty too, but even Disher steps up and you know, besides the May eleventh joke, he's dead serious that he will do anything mm-hmm. and won't stop until he finds who did it. So it's kinda interesting. I'm not sure that I think maybe we've had one other case before where Stottlemyre was hurt and they all kind of rallied together, but I don't think we've ever had where something happened to Monk before, so it was actually kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I like, um, of course, Happy Monk. That's much better yeah. than Sad Monk. When he figures out he's operating at or just below <laughs> Magoo level, that's really funny. <laughs> and then he tells Dr. Kroger, you know what? He could be naked right now, and I wouldn't even know. He's like, yeah, but I'm not naked. He's like, but you could be. <laughs> and again, like you were saying, he's just at yeah. ease. Even when he's in his 
therapist session when he's the most vulnerable or the most sad mm-hmm. that, you know, he shows so much joy in yeah. those moments, so. Yeah. I and I like, this is very small, but I like uh, watching something that felt very realistic. The, the scarring on his face, it's a small item, but it made me really believe that he actually had damage mm-hmm. during that time. It wasn't just something kind of fake, and it lasted pretty much throughout the show. So I kind of respected that from the uh, makeup artist. Yeah. yeah. I noticed that too, the makeup, um, I which I did have it a little bit on my dislikes. Yeah, but, it looks too <laughs> Yeah, yeah it was a, but his he, eyes he, were bloodshot. I, I felt like Yeah, my first realistic. one, Monk looks creepy. <laughs> I, mine too. Sneak peek, Monk looks scary. Um, yeah, like you said, the makeup was great. The way that they, whatever they did to his eyes, I guess yeah. maybe they just put like, uh, contact, like contacts in that were like bigger than his pupils. And that was super, like, realistic. And then yeah. they, like you said, they kept it for most of the show. And mm-hmm. until, like, the very end, I guess, I th- I did notice, you know, that they used the glasses. They kind of used those big glasses yeah, to, to cover, cover up the thing. And then, so whenever he took those off, it was, like, kind of revealed, like, oh, his scars have healed. So, yeah, yeah that's a good point. Yeah. Um, Monk still touches the lamps. In the Oh, my gosh, that was so sad. Because that's a thing, like, every episode, he, like, touches the lamps around him and, like, yeah. touches, like, he touches light, light posts, posts. Mm-hmm. right? And it's just, like, a little thing that he does, and he still touches them in the <laughs> captain's yeah. the And then burnt him. That was kind of sad. Yeah. But, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I missed it, I missed it, I'm sorry. Um, I like when Monk forgot about his amazing memory. <laughs> I thought that was just a cute little like yeah. throwaway line. She's like, "Come on, you can do this. You have an amazing memory." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about my amazing memory." <laughs> <laughs> that was really cute. Um, I think I have I have one more thing. Uh, How are you guys doing? I have like three more. Three more. Okay. Wow. I only have one more. Okay. Uh, but he, it's also on my dislikes. Is I'm new to the show and I apologize. I like and I dislike Randy. Yeah, that's, that. that's, a, that's a mutual thing. Is that mutual? I, the reason why I like him is because he's another advocate for Monk on the police uh, force. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. You know, it wasn't just a, the captain, also a psychic Randy was there helping him along. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I feel like uh, Randy, um, especially if you are coming in off of it, I felt like in this episode, Randy does come on really strong. Like how I pointed out all of his jokes and you're like, okay, he's the butt of the joke. I get it. I get it. But if you start from the beginning and you're like, I love Randy, then those things are endearing and not so like, oh gosh, they're forcing it. It's like, no, that is Randy. Like that, you know what I mean? Like that is his character. And I will preface with uh, saying like in the very beginning, Randy and Stottlemyre are against Monk. Yeah. So they become yeah. friends and form this relationship. Yeah. So now it's nice to see this episode where Stottlemyre is really fighting exactly. for Monk. And so Randy wasn't as funny. He was a kiss up to mm-hmm. Stottlemyre. And so to see him making these types of jokes and stuff is actually a lot better than before because you actually didn't like him. And you mm-hmm. weren't supposed to like him. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. They, they kind of change his character. So, I definitely appreciate you saying that from, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, I see what you're saying. So, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I really like when Monk is at the fire department re-examining things. And he's trying, he's like deliberately trying to bump into things. And everyone's like pushing him out of the way, just pushing him around. <laughs> that is so funny to me. That was cute. I felt like a lot of the blind stuff was good, but it it just had like a little bit of sad undertone. So you're like, Uh oh, like you almost didn't know if you were supposed to think it was funny, but it was, you know, I don't know. 
Like when he's talking to that pole instead of Natalie. <laughs> I did I did like that because you yeah. could, I felt like that was one of the more realistic things because you know you can feel something in front of you. So or the other ones where he kind of just was pointing at the air. Like, but in that instance, when that pole is that close to him, you know he feels it being there and he thinks it's her because yeah. she was just standing there. And then so when he's done, he's like, what? And he touches it because he thought that was her body. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I liked that one, actually. Yeah. Um, so my last thing is... I love that the not the very last scene because that was really sweet, but the you know the main climax of the episode when he shoots the guy mm-hmm. and he starts getting his eyesight back. That's like it's super suspenseful because the captain is knocked out. He's the only one that can see, and then the guy thinks that Monk can't see, and then he has the gun, and so he's tricking him with making all the noises with the stick, and Monk is kind of falling for it. But then in the end, he's just gets that he gets his sight, sees his chest, and is like. Pah. And you're like, yes, he did it. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Um, I like the. I'm, I'm the only one left, right? Yeah. Okay. So speed round right here. Um, I really liked when the lady from the school from the blind came and they had the oh, yeah. compassionate like to see what they were going through. Yes. And they're racing. To it. It's so funny. It's not a race. <laughs> yeah, but if it was. <laughs> And I, I love, I do love that scene. I didn't write that down. Stallmeyer is so cool. Mm-hmm. Like he's just walking through and he feels somebody's shoulder <laughs> and pats him and he's like, um, it's an empathy exercise and he knows where he's going. And then Randy's all scattered. So he hits him in the shoulder and he gets disoriented. And then they're both like, whoa, wait, wait, he's cheating. He's cheating. How do you know you're, he's che- I'm cheating if you're not cheating. So yeah, that was really funny. Yeah. Um, I also love how Monk boasts that he's never felt a drifter's face. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Even at the lowest of lows in my life, I think to myself, at least I've never felt a drifter's face. (laughs) I want to say that's actually one of the more, like, iconic lines, if believe it or not. Like, Mm -hmm. people like to quote that one. Like, oh, at least I've never felt a drifter's face. Because it's like something you tell yourself when when things are down. Like, yeah, but at least I've never touched a drifter's face. Um, I like Monk challenging everyone to the most miserable man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so... How did I not write these yeah. things down? Oh yeah. my gosh, that was yeah, so, like, so good. good. <laughs> that is yeah. so good. Also, the Monk answering machine is just amazing. Yeah, that's classic. When Natalie is trying to cheer up Monk, she's like, Mr. Monk, there's hope. And he goes, I hate Hope's guts. <laughs> <laughs> that is cute. Oh, um, what is this? Oh, are you flying? Oh, uh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Are you yes. flying because... Oh, yeah. Okay, so Bug, Bug goes into an elevator that doesn't work. So he's staying stationary, but it's kind of shaking, so he thinks he's going up. So as soon as he gets out of the elevator, he can tell he's on a beam. And so he, like, points his stick around, and he can't feel anything other than the beam. And then he starts, like, hyperventilating. He's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And he starts screaming. He drops looking. the stick. He drops his Heads stick. up. <laughs> He's, uh, he looks down, he's like yelling, and he's like, help, help, help. And then Natalie's like, oh my gosh, and goes to like pick him up from off of that. And he's like, Natalie, are you, are you flying? <laughs> I love that. I thought that was really cute. All right, that's all I have. Okay. Yeah, I really did. I can't believe there's, you had a lot of good ones. I can't believe I didn't write those down. Yeah. The When he's in the argument with the guy, and they're like... I don't even remember what it leads to, but he's like, my wife's dead. And he's like, mine too. <laughs> Car bomb. 
pneumonia. <laughs> and he's like, Natalie, car bomb or pneumonia? <laughs> Mr. Monk, I don't want to answer that. I don't know. He's like, car bomb. It's definitely car bomb. Like, and then what it makes him end it? Because he's like, I won. See, I'm the winner. And he's like, come on, bring it on. And Stottlemyre walks by him and he's like, you, you want to go? <laughs> It's so funny. I don't remember what they say though, but it's uh, uh, it's too much. They have that's such oh a good gosh. exchange. Um, dislikes. What did we all dislike about this episode? Q uh, looks fired up. I, I'm fired. Okay, so <laughs> I, I, you know when I watch the show, I look at the characters, mm-hmm. and it broke my heart. I want Natalie and Monk to end oh, together my. in season eight. I don't know what's gonna happen. But I, I, I watch these type of shows, like, uh, what is it, CSI, and there's a female cop and a male cop. They're not together, but there's these slight moments. I don't know what's going to happen with them, but I want them to somehow get a relationship going. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so it felt like, I felt unease, like, why are they not, you know, holding hands? Or, oh, yeah, like, know, like, two, like sec- hugging. two seconds in, yeah. Q was like, they're not, they're not dating? I'm like, yeah. no, no, that's his assistant. Like, they're not dating. (laughs) And I'm trying to watch it from a different lens and being like, do they look like they're dating? I mean, I guess she she looks like she really cares for him. She cares for him. But she calls him Mr. Monk, so... Out of respect. Right? But But he always like whatever... It's like a, a princess bride where he always says, as you wish, you know... Uh, but but, but you would never call your significant other that. Mystery. Like I'm just saying that would be a clue that they weren't dating. No right, but I can imagine a beautiful episode when one day like he goes, "Don't call me Mr. Monk," and yeah, that leads um, to a more romantic. Okay, I feel, I feel like that's a very newbie perspective. I'm not Maybe, gonna lie. Yes. Like that's one of the things that you might just like immediately pick up. Like they're close. That they're gonna they gotta be together. Yeah. That's true. However. When I, because, you know, I'm a part of the Monk Facebook groups and stuff, I kind of dig deep into, not uh-huh. necessarily fan theories, but there's just so many people who are like, they need to be together, they need to be together. Yeah. And I'm like, I love them together. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, really? Like people who actually like watch the show, they ship them. They want them to be together. So I just yeah. think that's really interesting that, you know, like you said, it, it does sound like a newbie thing, but there apparently are a lot of people who want them to be together. Absolutely. And they're... uh. I mean, think of uh, uh, Jim and Pam in the office. <gasps> our brownies are our here. Our brownies, oh my gosh. Wow, our our magical. Here. Okay, let's see. Okay, we each get a brownie. Uh, milk? Uh, oh, <laughs> milk? We're going to be thirsty now. Milk? Or a water bottle? Three milks, please. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Oh, thank you, Toby. Because nice. <laughs> Toby's the one that plays the piano. But I just want to make that point is that's the formula for great shows. Again, like Pam and Jim on The Office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took them a long time, but you want them together. So I just kind of saw uh, something dearing from Natalie to Mr. Monk. So, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in the future episodes. I thought it was great. Also, uh, Monk's dead wife, Trudy, and Natalie has a dead husband. So, yeah, I mean. Oh, yeah, that's how they kind of introduce them is she's a widow and he's a widower. Yeah. And so... I feel like they did that to connect them in that way, right? So they have that in common. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people read into that like, well, then why not? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but I will say about kind of like the Jim and Pam thing or the Ross and Rachel thing is like, we know that Monk is so deep in love with Trudy from the get-go that he's so like you know that's why he gets the psychological discharge because of how much he loves her and how much he she calmed his 
eccentricities and his, you know, phobias and all these things down so that he was able to function better in society and as a police officer. So we know that Trudy is that centric to his life that it's really difficult to make anybody be with him or end up with him. To to say, like, you know, a love story, like, oh, it'd be nice because you need a Jim and Pam or Ross and Rachel. But it's crazy how this show, if you watch from the beginning, it makes Trudy and Monk inseparable. You know what I mean? So that is the love story that's driving this forward that makes you just be okay with the fact that he doesn't have anyone. You know what I mean? He has his assistants, and that's that's enough for us as the audience. You know, for most people, for most people, that's enough for them to be like, you know what, Monk is okay. He's okay. And Trudy, you know, him finding Trudy's killer, that is the love story that is driving the show. Mm -hmm. So. Very interesting. We're digging deep. I really like this, guys. This um, is good stuff. I don't like how... Like, they do this in other episodes as well. Whenever Monk is at a crime scene, they, like, everyone next to him, besides, like, Natalie, basically, is all, like, embarrassed of Monk, right? They're standing there, and they're looking like, oh, my gosh, I hope that no one's, like, looking at me because I brought him here. And they even do the this one, even when Slaughtermeyer completely drags Monk there, and then he gets there, and he's like, uh-oh, uh, everyone's looking at me. Uh, and same with like Randy. I just I just hate when they do that. They bring Monk. They make him come and then act ashamed of him. Yeah. Milk? Question mark. Oh my <gasps> gosh, milk! Ooh, milk, God, milk has arrived. Toby, oh. fantastic. Toby, this is amazing. Yeah. Toby, oh, thank that's you. That's a lot of milk right there. Thank you, Toby. Okay. Thank you. Toby does do some things right, people. Brownies <laughs> and milk. That's true. I didn't understand why there was why all the firefighters were watching him anyway. I thought that was just awkward. When? Like, let alone them being, like, embarrassed that all the firefighters oh, yeah. from the place were just all staring at yeah. him while he was working. Like, I know it's, like, your guy's firehouse and stuff, but he's working. So, mm-hmm. like, leave him alone. It's just kind of rude, you know? Yeah. Um, let's see. What did I not like? Okay, sad. Sad monk. Um, I feel like the stuff when he was blind, the physical comedy was a lot funnier whenever he was happy monk. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, whenever he thinks that yeah. he can catch the guy, he thinks he's falling and stuff. Like, it's still, you know, a little bit sad with the undertone, but you knew that you were allowed to laugh and allowed to think that was funny. Yeah. When he was really sad at the beginning, like at the firehouse, when he's bumping into things and he gets caught in the tape and stuff, like, you know he's sad, so it's hard to be like, oh, that's funny. You're like, that's just sad, and they're kind of just watching him fumble. And so that's that was... One thing that I didn't like. I, I could have used more Happy Monk because then all those physical comedy moments wouldn't have felt so, like, awkward to yeah. me. You know what? I'll add, um, back, going back to Natalie. Maybe uh-huh. I'm a hopeless romantic. Mm-hmm. But um, I was thinking, you know, I, I, I kind of got the idea that his wife was very important to him. Mm-hmm. And that kind of drives the show. But it, it, one thing I didn't like, I felt like it's always putting Mr. Monk... In a sad state. And I feel like every episode is about his poor wife. And so I'm hoping something rises occasion, Natalie, to help him along, to feel better. But overall, I have this sense that every episode, uh, you know, his former wife is kind of a cornerstone of it. And it makes me sad for him. Yeah. That it's always constant. He had the pictures in his apartment. Yeah. Or reminded. So... Something I didn't like, but I understand that what drives him and what makes the show kind of go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good perspective once again. Um, 
It's funny that you guys mentioned this, both of you, and I had the exact opposite. But I will say it was just one little scene. Stop, I put Stottlemyre seems a little annoyed by Monk. Because y'all both said, oh, he's so caring, he's so caring. And I was like, that's weird, because I wrote he was annoyed. Which, it, it, I guess it's just this one scene when they're walking in to the station and he's about to feel the drifter's face. And Monk is using his stick. Mm-hmm. And Stottlemyre takes it and throws it. I feel like in that moment, he's annoyed that Monk is using the stick. Yeah. Even though he's trying to use it to walk. So I was like, it wasn't like Monk was doing anything inherently annoying. Mm-hmm. He just takes the stick and throws it. So I was like, hmm, that was weird. <laughs> um, I have one more thing. I don't have anything. I have a lot. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, you want to go again? Okay. Well, no. I, I, I get it. It's minor. This one's minor. Um, you know, the first uh, 60 seconds of the show... I'm kind of understanding what's this monk show all about. And then out of nowhere, the villain comes in and then throws a bucket of something. And, and I was going, what was that? And I thought it was chili beans that went to his face. So one thing I did not like was the <laughs> content of what they, and l- later they described it. As like being, a detergent. Yeah. Like a cleaning solvent. Yeah, and I go, why is that bucket, you know, there? But I thought it was chili beans. I mean, I guess it was hot. I'm like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, okay. For some reason, they could have made it a little bit more acidic, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, so maybe for the prop department, they could have done a little better. What did you think it was, Noah? Chili beans. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> no, thank you. you didn't. That is hilarious. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. And then y'all are probably like, why would it burn his eyes like that? And like make his eyes like that, yeah. No, but I thought it was really good acting from Tony. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, you want to go again? Uh, sure. One thing, uh, after that, he was able to kind of quickly kind of get going. And usually when you have something, you know, let's say a set it go to your eyes, it takes like 20 minutes to really kind of get your free way. I feel like the, I, I understand... It's a 45-minute show. They had to kind of speed it up, you know, but I want it more realistic that it's almost where you see a lot of fight scenes in movies, you know, they're going to hit a hundred times, but they're able to get up. You know, I think there's something about how quickly it was able to kind of get going. I, I imagine if you're... Like right after the acid hits his eyes? Yeah, yeah. But that would have been interesting But did it, Natalie, it didn't say though the passage of time for how long it took Natalie to find Mr. Monk. Like it wasn't right after he gets the acid in his eyes, is it? I thought he like like is holding himself and he's leaning against and the truck and then it cuts and then Natalie comes in later and she's mm. like, oh my gosh, Mr. Monk, and she finds him there. So I'm not sure that he did just bounce back up, but I can't, I'm not 100% sure. Sure, but yeah. yeah. Um, um, okay. No, but that would have been interesting to see like as the episode went on to be like, okay, his eyesight is getting worse and worse and worse and that final shot is going to be less and less clear but he still does make that but then the doctor's like okay you're it's going to be slowly getting better i feel like that would have been interesting yeah that's true okay i'll do my last thing i thought dr kroger was such a downer yeah he was in the therapist's office yeah he's like it's a pendulum that's how pendulums work it's gonna go up but it's gonna come crashing down i just can't wrap my head around the fact that you're actually happy that you lost your eyesight. Exactly. I was like, like, dude, dude, you should be as supportive as possible. You should be like, I'm a miracle worker. This man is cured. Yeah. (laughs) Even if you were like thinking that, why would you say that to your patient? You'd be like, oh, I'm so happy for you. You're finally happy. Yeah, last time you were crying. Yeah. And you wanted to die. And now you're happy. (laughs) We got to fix that. (laughs) Like, okay. 
Yeah. yeah that was my last thing. Okay. I'll, I'll just throw uh, one more. Yeah, I, I think just the way I look at shows, I, w- I want to feel like it's a realistic atmosphere. And like I'm in the scene in a way. But when they allowed him to go through the construction site, and I was thinking, they're going to let a blind person kind of go alone. Because I, I feel like... That would be, they uh, that would be a plot hole. That's what we would oh, put as a plot okay. hole. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah. I see, I see. And so that's why it kind of rubbed me... Little unease that could that really happen? You uh-huh. know? Yeah. So yeah. I feel like they were creating something that's not realistic. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's a plot okay. hole. Do you have anything else? Yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. What? Okay. Well, just yeah. just give give us one more. Yeah. Give no, us no, the be, one that you're scared to say. No. Yeah. Okay. No. Well, it, it, because you you both explained uh, very well that Randy they took it over the top this episode. So one thing I was just kind of like, he kind of plays like I hate to say it like. He has like some cheap jokes. He plays that doofus role. Yeah. But yeah. it sounds like it's not typically like that. And maybe at the very beginning, it wasn't like that. But at, at the end, he's still a funny character. Yeah. I still enjoy him. But like, it, I, I was like, is he just, you know, always like this? You know, so. Yeah. And we also have a theory because people always say, like, Randy is such an idiot. How did he make his way to be a lieutenant? Oh, our, yeah. And we have a theory. I thought you would say this for a plot hole, and then we would explain it. Okay. okay. But um, (laughs) our theory is that he was just such a suck-up, and he just completely sucked his way up until he made it to the police force. And he is a good police officer. Mm -hmm. That's the thing, is that our other theory to go along with that is I'm sure he did great at the police academy along with sucking up. He makes it through the academy. He's a good beat cop. He's going through his, you know, sergeants, whatever promotions, kissing up, but mm-hmm. being a good cop. The problem is when Randy gets too much time to think, that's when he says stupid yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. So if he's called to action, like there's times where, you know, when something happens to Stottlemyre, he's like, he's in charge and he's like, do this, do this. And he's very competent. So you can see where the competence is. Right. Yeah. But if he has too much time to think, which is what he kind of, he's a detective basically, right? Lieutenant and then the captain. So he's right there in that sweet spot where mm-hmm. he doesn't have responsibilities as much as the captain, but he also doesn't have to do the work that he's probably the best at, which is just getting stuff done, if that makes sense. So yeah. that's yeah. kind of our theory of how Randy got as high as he did and why he's so stupid. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, we're good to move on? Yeah. Ready? He's He's the the guy. guy. Okay. So, I, per usual, don't have anyone for he's the guy because I'm 12. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) How many people do you have for he's the guy? I have one, two, three. Okay. You go first then. Okay. Uh, Rusty. He is... Can I say? Yeah, you're he right. is. We usually say like the actor's name, well, what you know the them from, and what you play. Play. So. Yeah, I don't know the the actor's name. I wish they, I, I want to look him up on the IMDb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he is Bruce Willis' sidekick from Die Hard Two. Oh, nice! Wow. Yes. Oh, very interesting. That's a good one. Yeah. And he looks the same almost. <laughs> and uh-huh. that movie was in the '90s, and then I see Bunk is uh, far later. Yeah, two thousand seven. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So. He is that gentleman. I I could be wrong on this, but uh, Mr. Mustache, the captain, mm-hmm. I believe he played in Heat with Al Pacino as a cop, as one of his uh, sidekicks. Okay. 
And I believe, I hate to say this, and that's why I felt like I'm so glad in this episode that he was very nice to Mr. Monk and helped along, but I think he is the bad guy in Silence of the Lambs. He is. Oh, am I right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, he is. Okay. By Heat, I think he's also the, uh, in that movie. Okay. Yeah. I've never seen any of the things they've said so far, right? So it's funny just because, like, he notices people from, like, Disney Channel shows, mm. Netflix shows, and stuff like that. Disney and Channel shows. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Disney Plus shows. <laughs> the Mandalorian. Okay. No, I'm talking, like, the last two were Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh, you noticed that one. No, she's, I'm just saying. She's trying to, she's trying to, uh. Guys. Insult my age, huh? <laughs> I'm not trying to insult uh, you. You literally started by saying, I don't have anyone because I'm yeah. 12. But, but then you can see that. We, yeah. yeah. We're older. You know, oh, you know the kid from Gotta Shake It Up or whatever? Yeah. Shake It Up, remember? Yeah. Shake It Up. Yeah, yeah. Shake It Up. Okay, so okay, cool. okay. I'm not saying that you wrote Bob Duncan as well. And I, the kid. I know, but what I'm just saying is that uh-huh. there's a middle ground. Like, you have a younger audience, middle, and then maybe like stuff from the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, <laughs> okay, I'll go since I only have one. Peter Breen. I noticed him. Again, I was like, dang, it's probably from this episode. So I had to look it up. Mm-hmm. And But he's from Will and Grace. And I was like, oh, yep, he's from Will and Grace. So his, the actor's name is Jamie Kaler. He played Gary in Will and Grace for like six episodes. And he was Will's rival at the law firm. They kind of are one of those things where Will's trying to go for partner. And then this guy, like, you know, they're kind of going after it. What, 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 which character? The therapist? No. Uh, oh, sorry. Peter Breen is yeah. the he was the, the bad guy. guy, the rich bad guy the, uh, with the car. Redhead. He owns the yeah. construction. I feel like place. I've seen him before. Yeah. I didn't know where, but yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure he was in other stuff, but I didn't I didn't look it up. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he played Gary and Will and Grace. So, uh, but if I may, you uh, are are pros at this. I'm, I'm very appreciative of being the special guest. Um, it's easy, but his former wife is from the office. office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure you name it, but I'm like, that's her. Yeah, I'm Jan. like, yes. Yeah. yeah, she's oh, yeah. great. She, she is actually a recast. They had a different Trudy for the first two seasons. I think she comes in season three. Oh. And I want to say that they one. that she booked Monk like right before she booked Jan. And so that's why it's funny because those two characters could not be more completely different yeah. people. But she had them at the same time, you know, so it was it was interesting. So, yeah. But yeah. I, I guess uh, they have flashbacks, and that's why mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. kind of in that role. Yep. Uh, so, okay. That it's is funny correct. that you recognize that just from, like, that one from the picture, picture, picture whenever he's reading the book. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, like, the biggest one that she's in. Yeah. I don't know. That's good. Is that all you have? Yep. I'm done. Junk time. <laughs> okay. All right, so well, this is where we actually get to eat our snacks a little and bit. And Noah's favorite I don't... segment on the show. I say that every time. All right, Candace, what incredible questions do you? Have? I know you're currently sticking a brownie in your mouth right now. I don't know how compelling this question is, but <laughs> so out of the five senses, make a list mm. of what you wouldn't want to lose the most from five. Ooh. They're all like equal. Um, so like. Which sense would you be the most okay with losing? The first one, you're like, oh, I can. Not like I can. Obviously, God forbid that would ever happen to anyone. <laughs> yeah. But so, oh, the first just, one. Like for, the earthquake. Wait, for our uh, audience, can we name all five? Yeah, so okay, okay. Uh, sight. Uh, can, we, can we like take turns? Sight. Smell. Smell. Uh, audio. Hearing. 
audio. Who says that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're in the studio. You know, yeah, I'm in audio. The, Headphones. Yeah. Microphone. <laughs> yeah. um, feeling, touch, and taste. So, first thing I would like, not like to, well. Um, first thing I'd like to <laughs> Okay, I feel like touch might be the, like, because I like hearing, you know, who doesn't like hearing? Smelling. I mean, smelling's not, like, super important to me, but I like, I like the waft things into my nose. <laughs> but, like, not being able to feel pain, that'd be pretty nice, not gonna lie. Yeah, that's, that's true. Okay, so you're going... Number, feeling, number feeling. one... Feeling that can go. Okay. I mean, not. I don't. I don't want it to go, people. I just. I'm just saying it can go. I'm gonna go smell because I don't have a good sniffer. I usually smell when something smells good. I'm like, ooh, what does that smell? And then they're like, oh, it's fresh baked brownies. I'm like, oh, okay, well. Or I'm like, <laughs> that kind of. What does that smell? And they're like, that's the garbage. I'm like, oh yeah, it smells real bad. <laughs> so my sniffer's kind of off. So I think I'd be okay. <laughs> You know what, I think my sense that is off is taste. Like, the brownies are great, but, like, not something that, oh, wow, I need that taste. So I think um, taste. Really? Yeah, I I'm just, okay with it, yeah. Taste is my it. next one. Really? Yeah. I would, you guys, what about touch? Well, I'll tell you which rank that is. Go oh, ahead. gosh. <laughs> okay, okay, so first I had feeling, right? So next I'd have to go with smell because... Those are, like, the two that I feel like wouldn't really matter. Like, you don't really need to communicate with other people because that's, like, my number one thing right there. Yeah, Communication. So, yeah. So, yeah, what I have, uh, smell and then taste. I think uh, smell. Yeah. Next, right? yeah. Mm -hmm. My next would be feeling. My next would actually have to be taste. Easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait, what are our top three? Uh, taste, smell, I, I guess... Touch. Okay, yeah. then feeling, smell, taste. Smell, taste, touch. Okay, that's very confusing for someone <laughs> listening. But it, at least we have different voices. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. But, but we have very At least we know voices. sight and hearing are, are something. Are most important. Yeah, most important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. so then what would we like to lose the least? Okay, I'm okay with hearing. Like, or er, like I like to lose hearing instead of sight. Yeah. Because sign language, way easier than like. Yeah. Walking around with yeah. a stick. Yeah. I definitely would never want to lose my sight. Yeah. I don't even understand the concept of people that wear glasses. I'm like, what do you see? They're like, oh, I'm blind as a bat without my glasses. I'm like, oh, that doesn't scare you? It's just like, blurry. You can't, it's just blurry? But yeah. like nothing is blurry unless it's very, very, very far away. And or so very, weird. very close. Like, like it's something? Yeah, very close. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, basically... We all love our site and that this episode is a very good reminder. Um, I have another question because Q is actually from, well, I say from, he lives there, San Francisco. Yes. So what? like Monk. And yes. so that's super cool and geeky for us mm -hmm. that uh, you actually live in San Francisco. So did you, did you get any San Francisco vibes or was it like, oh, that's LA? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I think when the episode started, I asked because I'm like, it's very sunny. Where I live, it's kind of cloudy because it's near the beach. Mm -hmm. San Francisco, so it gets a little bit cloudy most of the time. Like, this is L.A., but one thing I did the San Francisco Fire Department. And, like you said, cool. the university. or the There was, like, a... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, uh, a UCSF. Yeah. Which is close to where I work. So, yeah, so that's our... One of the top um, 
medical schools in the United States, UCSF. Yeah. Oh. And they showed, and I'm like, oh, this is cool. really cool. I don't know what that is. I was like, yeah. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very that smart doctors cool. go there. Yeah. Um, so cool. I've heard, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I've heard that San Francisco is like your dream city, and that's why you live there. So what what is it about San Francisco that you love so much? I, I love that, uh, you know, a number of cities, but one thing about San Francisco is the people. And that's why people live there. Something about it, they always um, are very cautious of other people. It's very progressive. Mm-hmm. Silicon Valley is there for a reason. So it, it really is just the people. Hmm. Yeah, very that's interesting. Kind. Not what I was expecting, yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, you sound so very chill right now. What, what about the, <laughs> <laughs> what about yeah, the, the streets? So what about all those stairs in the you, streets? You know what? They did, the, uh, so very hilly in the city, so yeah. they did uh, a good job capturing that. Uh, when are they um, going to do something about all those hills? Did they say that at some, I think they say that at some point, they make that joke. <laughs> when are they going to do something about all those hills? <laughs> I remember going to San Francisco, though, and I was like, there is stairs on the street because of how steep it is. That's so yeah. crazy. It's probably, I think it's in the pilot where you see him. I'm sure they probably filmed the rest in L.A., so, but you see him running around San Francisco, and he's running up the stairs and down the stairs. Oh, and the big reward, and they jump on the trolley. Oh, oh yeah. And they're running up the wow. stairs away from the guys and stuff. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, that would have been cool for maybe you to see a little bit more of that kind of stuff. But you mm-hmm. did notice the hospital. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Do, so. do they do any episodes with the Golden Gate Bridge? And like in the background? That's in the theme song. Yeah. Yeah, okay. the theme, okay. yeah just the theme song. Uh, I don't think there is anything about that. I can't remember, though, honestly. Oh, I can only remember the past. I like literally I have a blank slate for the future. I don't feel like they like love to stress that because they're not really there. They so do like, say... So they don't I, will, really... I have a question. Because I've heard the, uh, a little plot horror continuity error, I guess, but Stottlemyre, I've heard him pretty sure call it Frisco. And then one time when they go to Manhattan... The guy says, how is it in Frisco or something? And he's like, our little town is called San Francisco. And so I was like, "Do they? does anybody call it Frisco or you've never heard that? I'll be honest. I've never heard that. And okay. usually people will just say SF maybe. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, yeah, but I've never heard of that. That's very odd. Okay. Frisco? But, okay. Yeah. Never know. Okay. So now I, now I believe the, our little town's called San Francisco. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. I could talk about San Francisco for a while, but let's move on. But I appreciate the question. Yeah. yeah. Do we have any more questions? That's it. Uh, no, that's it. That's it. Plot holes. Okay. Okay. I've got a few. Do you have any, Noah? I hope he has some so I can disprove them. Okay. He oh. likes to... Do we have our transitions right? Are we being plot holed or are we Oh, my bold? gosh. All right. So I'm going to get it started off. Randy would never high-five Monk. Do you remember when he says high-five? Yeah, that blind? was dumb. That he was, was dumb. They, they don't even shake. They don't even know not to shake his hand because he doesn't like germs. So why would you ever high five him? And he was blind, so he would never have high fived him in the yeah. first place. So that's my first one. Yeah, uh, that's a great one. I, I got a, a little background from the show of uh, he got kicked off the force, mm-hmm. right? So one thing I, I wasn't sure of, maybe my uh, misunderstanding is that. Um, how is he getting aid from the, the, the police force? Does he work for them still? They pay him. They, he is okay. on retainer. And oh, okay. so before it was a... Okay, so long story short. Before, like I said, the captain and Randy were against him. It was because Monk was so good that like the mayor would call him in for a case or whatever. Then him and the captain started becoming closer. The captain uses him 
as a consultant, as what they call him. I'm a police consultant. And then they're always having money issues because they're not constantly getting cases or whatever. So I think it was last season, a few episodes back, mm-hmm. he gets. they said they're putting Monk on retainer and he's going to get 16 cases a year. At, like guaranteed, years. which is a, a nod to getting 16 more episodes for two more years. So it's a nod to that. But it kind of, you know, explains more like, how does he get paid? What does he do? So they, most of the time, he's a police consultant. And then he's also on retainer for the SFPD. So. I see. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, there was a lot of blind errors, I feel like. Um, he would still be able to feel stuff on his hands, right, when they're dirty. Like, just because he can't see mm-hmm. what it is, he can still feel, you know, grease when he was, like, feeling around in the fire, right? And he could still smell. He could still Ugh. smell the garbage in the yeah. alley. So, like, we literally just watched two episodes yeah. ago, the garbage strike, and he That's couldn't concentrate he, yeah. because of the stench of the garbage. And so you're like, two episodes later, he can't smell garbage? Yeah. So there's that. And also, he would have felt that his hard hat was crooked. Remember in the construction scene, his hard hat is crooked? When you put it on, you would know if it was crooked or not. Mm-hmm. So th- those were, I'm sure that was more, but those are my little blind ones. Yeah. Okay. So. I, I have one. Um, one thing that caught me off guard is that uh, there was a scene that uh, Monk kind of like cracked the case of the home with the fire. Okay. And you'll need a Monk to solve that case that, Apparently, the uh, person that committed the fire used gasoline. Firemen have procedures and tests to declare how that fire was created. And if there yeah. was gasoline, they should be able to detect it and said, oh, yeah, this is a homicide. There's a plot hole there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. When he easily just could have set the trash can on fire with all the stuff in it and just left the cigar in there. That's true. He tried to, yeah, make it look like that. Yeah, that's true. So when they're running around on the construction site and Monk is like walking through all these people and pushing them around and he's trying to find the squeaky shoe guy and then he finds him and then they get cornered and then they tackle each other and have an attack and then Monk is running out there. There's no one, no one anywhere, no one to be found. And then I'm like, well, just yell. Maybe there's somebody there. And he's like, help, help. And there's still nobody there. Yeah. I'm like, where did all those people literally just go exactly. out? We're just there. So I thought that was, I thought that was a little off. Oh, wait, I do have a plot hole, actually. Natalie notices, like, uh, maybe 30 seconds after Monk is gone that, oh, hey, Monk is gone. So blind Monk is faster than regular Natalie? Like, she takes forever. to find him, yeah. And I, see, I was, I was debating on whether to put that because I was like, well, he was very adamant of, like, Natalie, don't touch me. I'm, I'm good. I can do it now. So it makes sense how he does get lost Mm -hmm. because she's like, okay, fine, Mr. Monk, you can do it yourself. And then he wanders off. But I still feel like if you're a, his assistant and he's blind, she just you walks just, just walk him. behind him. Yeah. And that way you can see if he's going to bump into something. Why mm-hmm. would you walk in front of your blind person you're supposed to be taking care of? Yeah. So, yeah. I will I will add that as the plot hole. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you have anything else? This is not really such a plot hole, but I'm very curious of... Um, they don't explain. I know it's not the first episode. How's uh, Natalie compensated? Who pays for her? Is it Monk? Is it mm-hmm. the police it's force? Monk. Okay. And that's uh, a kind of a constant struggle because he's a very cheap man. Interesting. She's constantly saying, like, 
you know, your check bounced again and like what's going on. So when he doesn't get a case, she doesn't get paid, but she knows that he needs her so much that she can't ever just like quit when her check bounces, you know? And like you said, she cares for him so much that it's like, okay, but you know, I still need to get paid, but she's still paying for things. Like there's times at the grocery store when he can't pay for all of his cleaning supplies and then she has to pay. And then he's like, Natalie, why don't you have any money? And she's like, why don't you have any money? <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, so he pays for his own assistant, and yeah. the police pay him. So Great. Thank you. Um, I have uh, – oh, also nobody helped him off the ledge when he was yelling. There was guys walking by, and he's saying, help, help, oh. and they all just stared at the blind guy, like, doing that. Which I thought would have been funny was they're all just doing their own work with their headphones on, their little uh, noise canceller, like, headphones, right? I thought that would have been funny if they're all just doing work, and he's like, help, help, help. And they're all just or what if there was business. just like a like a in the Manhattan where there's like the jackhammer? Oh and yeah, he can't every talk. time he, yeah. he's like, I guess I, <laughs> I guess I just <laughs> like that. Like they could have done that and yeah. say like help. <laughs> oh yeah. So do you have any more? I do not. Okay, I have one more. And I was trying to remember. This might be wrong, but in the coffee table, didn't just the horse burn in the coffee table? Yeah. Why didn't the entire key ring burn into the coffee table? Yeah, just like the circle. The circle and the horse would have burnt, but just there was maybe just a horse. the maybe the horse was like kind of out. So like kind of like engraved at a different depth. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think that's plot hole. I think it was supposed to be so Monk could feel that it was in the shape of a horse, but he still could have felt it was a shape of a horse, even if there was a circle around it. So yeah. I feel like they kind of the key didn't match the glass thing. So that's my last uh, one. We forgot the whole plot hole debunked thing again. <laughs> Yeah, we usually just get like one in. So. Yeah. But for the most part, have we been plot holed? We've been plot holed. We've been plot holed. <laughs> okay. How crazy was Monk this episode? Plus crazy moments. Out of 10 Mr. Magoos is mine. Okay. I'm not sure this is right, but out of 10, blind stick? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yep, monkey okay. wine stick. Yep, I put out of ten empathy masks. Oh, that's good. Or they're running into the you know water cooler. I think I might change that to out of ten Mr. Magoo scales because he's like I I'm pretty much above or slightly below on the Mr. Magoo scale. Magoo or level. Magoo level. Okay, yeah. So Magoo out of ten level. Magoo levels. That's <laughs> I actually like that one. I like that one a lot. So I guess y'all go first. I have more, but I don't want to say stuff that y'all have, so go for it. Okay, Monk thinks that his smoke alarms are more important than the fire. <laughs> Check. Got that one. Okay. He doesn't know if he's crying or not. Oh, yeah. He's Natalie, like, he's like am, am I crying? crying? I, 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 no. It feels like I'm crying. No, Mr. Monk, you're not crying. Okay, feels like I'm crying. <laughs> that was sad. Most miserable man, of course. Um, trying to win that award. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I put, he likes being blind. <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. I, you all already said mine. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. Dang it, I'm sorry. Did I mess up both of them? Okay, he feels the second guy's face. Oh. Which isn't crazy in itself, but the guy's a bad guy. So it's not like he had anybody. He knew it was a bad guy. Nah, he was like, he, shoes. Yeah, he knew it was him. And then so they're face to face and he's like rubbing all up on his face. I'm like, okay, he could kill you right now. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of crazy. He doesn't want Natalie to help him. thought that was a little crazy that he's walking around the construction site and doesn't want someone to help him, but whatever. 
And then my last thing is he thinks Natalie's fine. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. Okay, out of 10 Mr. Magoo levels, Monk was a 3 out of 10 on my crazy scale. Because I feel like he took the whole, oh, I'm blind thing pretty well. And the times he didn't take it well, he was blind, so give him a break. Exactly. I put out of 10 empathy masks, I gave him a 2. 2 out of 10 empathy masks. All right, what about you, Q? I'll give him a 5. Okay. Uh, like, I, I think he's... He has his normal traits and is also, you know, above mm-hmm. excessive traits. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So we got five blind sticks, two empathy masks, and three magoo levels. Magoo levels. <laughs> All right. Rate this episode. Okay. So what would you guys rate this episode? Uh, my scale's a little different, okay, because I'm such a huge fan of Monk. No episode deserves less than a 10. Okay, so the lowest is a 10, the highest is two 10s. So Noah will have a conversion chart for you after I'm done. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, and I also have like a little spiel where I kind of say what I thought my overall thoughts of the episode were. Mm-hmm. So I'll go first. I still really like the episode, but just the underlying tone of the fact that he's lost his sight makes the funny things still really sad. Also, the mystery I feel like was pretty lacking which you kind of touched on that they didn't need monk to solve this case it was more about him being blind more so than the mystery yeah which was a little disappointing um but the fact that monk is still able to solve it by being blind is impressive so Mm -hmm. i gave this episode a 10.8 yeah okay i gave this episode oh 10.8 um as you can see here 10.8 equals 8 out of 10 um (laughs) okay i would rate this episode a 7 out of 10 Okay. Close to mine. Um, I'm so, so if I understand this rating, I can go beyond 11? No. <laughs> you can do whatever it's crazy. It's 10? Yeah, you can do whatever uh, okay. you want. Just, my scale is 10 is the lowest. So basically, like, if it was a 1, it'd be, like, 10.1. Right. And then if it was a perfect score, it'd get two 10s. Okay. So you, it's just I, an, it's you just can do whatever you, okay. you want. Uh, just, you can't go negative. Okay. Just, yeah. <laughs> Whatever your PhD heart <laughs> desires. Here's the thing, I like the episode. I like it was my first experience with Monk, so I will give it above ten, maybe a, a ten point three, if that's okay. Okay. Which doesn't really make sense. So, so if you <laughs> okay, if you, okay, wait, scale. if you convert it to my scale, that would be a three out of ten. So okay. if you want to give okay. it over a ten, yeah, I, I then hear, yeah. Uh, you could I, just like a ten point five, ten point six. Just give it like a thirteen. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so... Candice made this very confusing Okay, hang on. Everyone. Let's just scratch, scratch my scale, okay? Okay, let's just act like we're normal people on the planet. But not, then they're going to be monk. like, where's your... Okay, wait. Yeah. I'll just get... Mine's an 8 out of 10. There you go. No, but it's... This is a 6 out of 10. Yeah, seven mine's out of 10. a 7 out of 10. There you mine's go. Mine's an 8 out of 10. Well, now, rate this episode. is going to seem like the worst <laughs> thing ever. What do you mean? Candace, just say just say the things. Just but say. I want him to be able to I, to have a good. I skin. think I can do a conversion. I mean, uh, a ten point five. Okay, this is a five out of ten. Okay, wait. So no, no, no. no the are you doing why, normal? Are you no, doing yeah, it like I, I'm above? Doing, I'm doing essentially if I did the conversion right, five out of ten because. Oh. I, oh okay, I, I okay, hate okay. to say so it, it's you both swayed it to be more negative, meaning that you know the case didn't really need him. He was kind of off this episode, so I feel like I didn't get the full experience of Monk. 
So okay. that's why I'm kind of middle road. Even though I enjoyed the episode, there was good funny moments. Uh-huh. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so then you really did give a 5 out of 10. Yes. Okay, all right. So 8 out of 10, 7 out of 10, 5 out of 10. Right? Yeah. That's right. Now that we've confused you all <laughs> so much, um, I guess we're good. Oh, my God. Anything? Okay. Final thoughts? Anything? We're already... So, yeah. so okay, I guess. If somebody forced you, would you watch another Monk episode? I would. Yay! Yay! And that is all we need to know, really. Yeah, that's and good. That's okay. awesome. All right. So thank you so much, Q, for coming on our show. You are actually our first guest host ever that Noah and I have had. So this was really We've fun. had two monumental episodes. We had one, our first bonus episode, and our first special guest episode. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. If I may say, I really appreciate for inviting me in your studio. If I ever back in town, since I do live in San Francisco... I'll be very appreciative to be joined in the next chance I get. Oh, so much for this invite. All right, you heard it here, so there's proof. And we'll see you guys. He has to do it next time. Has to, must. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Signing off, it's the junk gang. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not going to stick. All right. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Junk Monk Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us at Junk Monk Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you want to know more about Candice, she's at Hardens and Hardhats on Instagram. And if you want to know more about me, Noah L., subscribe to my vlog, Noah Hernandez, on YouTube. Also, you can leave us a voicemail at 323-366-0477 with your questions, comments, or just to show us some love. Don't forget to catch up on Monk with Amazon Prime Video. And of course, subscribe to our show. You'll thank me later.